The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 15th chapter. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place and throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating And no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and I will go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to his father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger. And sandals on his feet. Get the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field. And when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back, safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all of these years I have been working like a slave for you and I've never disobeyed your command. Yet you've never even given me a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me. And what is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and now has been found. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. This time I invite all the young and young at heart forward for a special message. 
director who responded immediately to my need with, with great sacrifice on his part. Uh, you working through the people that have gifts beyond our own to make good things happen in the world. Anyone else? Yes. Yesterday, uh, our car ran out of gas and stuff for Boulevard. Uh, kept the, getting hit and we're trying to frantically refill the gas tank on middle traffic. Yeah. Even a safe and a not so safe situation. After bowling Thursday night, I pulled out and uh, I heard this nice loud pop as soon as I got on the road and got out looking sure enough the tire was flat. And so I pulled over into a Valley Farm and of course it was about the time I got finished up, but somebody did pull up eventually about quarter of ten and said, give me a hand. <laughs> you know, um, keeping us safe and providing a helping hand in times of need. Absolutely. Anyone else courtesy guys? Just John. Yeah, well last Sunday I wasn't here because going out the door emergency came up and the following day Monday the person who resolved the issue of course would not let us leave we had it resolved. Working out that reconciliation, God promises for our lives. Right, we were playing games a lot in the neighborhood. 
give him a pair of sandals. When I walk in the house, the first thing I do is I kick off my shoes and I put on a pair of slippers. Because I want to be comfortable in my house. And so this father whose son he hasn't seen in who knows how long, sold off everything he had and was living in a pig pen, came home to find that his father wanted the best for him. To provide him with nice clothes, a sign of their love and relationship with one another, and a place to be comfortable in his own house. <coughs> and so when we hear where we've seen God this week, providing for our safety, using the gifts and the resources of other people to help make our life a little bit easier, in prayer and in thanksgiving for all that God's given us, we know that God truly does love us and wants the best for us in this world and in the next. So we pray with Jesus, we thank you for those in this world who provide for us in our need, who love us and care for us when we need it, and who work to make us comfortable wherever we are. We thank you for them and are thankful that in them we see your love for us. In your name we pray. Amen. Will you pray with me? Instruct us and teach us, gracious God, in the ways that we should go. Help us to be glad and rejoice in you. To know that in your embrace we receive not the wickedness of this world, but the endless compassion of your mercy. Guide us by your spirit. Fill us with this word that you have poured out for us this day. That we may be for the world signs of your gracious love. For these and for all things, we lift ourselves to you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So often when we hear this, this parable, parable of the, the prodigal son or of the father's love, whatever you're familiar with calling it. It's very easy to hear a man had two sons, and then kind of tune everything out. Because we've heard this story so much in worship, and in, in devotion, in the throes of daily life. And so, while I'm not going to reread the entire parable, I want to encourage you now, instead of placing yourselves in the shoes of the younger son, or the elder son, or the father himself... Pull yourself out of this parable for a moment and to encounter it in a new way, a way that brings life and the love of God through the interaction that Jesus had with these Pharisees and scribes. There are many opportunities uh, and occasions that are worth celebrating 
in regards to a welcoming home. Right? A soldier returns from a tour of duty to greet his family or her family. College students come home from a long semester of study. We're reunited with friends or relatives who maybe we haven't seen in a long time. And those are, those are occasions for great celebration. But we remember that this younger son wasn't away at war or at school or on vacation. We remember that we typically only receive an inheritance, the portion to which we are owed when someone has died. By asking for his inheritance, this younger son has basically told his father and his brother and his entire family that I don't need your house or your fields or anything that you have to offer me apart from what I believe is my own. You're dead to me. And so I ask you, how many of our sisters and brothers in Christ have left home not because they want to make their own way in the world, but because they've been made to feel unsafe or unwelcomed in the house of God? How many have left the home of God's embrace because they fail to see the benefit of sharing in worship and in fellowship the things that we hold so dear and so valuable to our lives together? How many live in loneliness and despair because they've never known what it feels like to be embraced by the Father's love? given a ring and a robe and a pair of sandals as a sign of belonging and welcome. How many long to feel at home yet are rejected by the siblings who feel that their work and their loyalty has gone unrecognized for far too long. Just this week, um, a news station that I still follow back in North Carolina reported that the Diocese of South Carolina has released 42 names of priests who have charges brought against them for sexual misconduct. Again. If any of you have followed the news in the past two weeks, we ask ourselves how when so many places of worship are under attack, Is this worth it? Our safety and security. Or what's more than that? What kind of a God would allow his children to suffer such abuse and violence? Let me ask a different question. Do people know that the church the body of Christ, the communion of saints, whatever you want to call us, is the place where they can come home and receive not only the embrace of the Father who runs out to meet them, but the joyful celebration of the sisters and the brothers who have been here all along. Do people know that? And what's more, do they believe it? Paul writes in our epistle, the second letter to the church in Corinth this morning that Angie read. 
about the importance of the church's work and the role that we play in sharing the love and the ministry of God in the resurrection of Jesus. As ambassadors for Christ, we go out into this world solely for the purpose of offering the reconciliation that God has given to us in Jesus. Words of forgiveness, works of service and mercy and healing, growing in faith together and inviting others to come and see the goodness of God poured out for this world. All of these things, when when they're boiled down to it, it's about this, this ministry of reconciliation, of working alongside God to mend that which is broken, to forgive those who have harmed us, and to seek forgiveness from those whom we've harmed by turning away from our wrongdoing and advocating for justice and wholeness in all things. This this reconciliation, this wholeness, that's what Jesus offers to us. And it's exactly what this father offers both of his sons in this parable that Jesus shares with us this day. Prodigal's returned home. He's been greeted. He's been restored to dignity and to honor. He's been been raised from the dead. It's time to rejoice, to celebrate. But the father isn't satisfied to celebrate until both, until all of his children are present. A home isn't whole until everyone's gathered safely therein. When his elder son refused to come in, we read that his father came out and began to plead with him, hearing the complaints of how this elder son feels he's been mistreated and overlooked. He offers consolation and an invitation into the celebration that belongs to him as well. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has now come to life. He was lost and has been found. What would it be like if we carried the Father's love for His children out into the world in such a way as to tell others about the love of God in Jesus. In such a way that that demands celebration. Because what was broken is now whole. And what was separated is now reunited. What was lost is found and the dead are dead no more. To hear... Not just the voice of the Father, but of each and every one of us say to this world, Welcome home. Welcome home. We often place ourselves in the shoes of one of these brothers or even sometimes the Father himself. But maybe, just maybe, our place in this parable is that of the slaves and the hired hands who work unspoken mysteries 
in the background, doing everything that they do to fulfill the Father's wishes for the sake of the world. Bringing out robe and ring and sandal to greet the newly arrived child of God with joy, with joy, the dead now live. Maybe, maybe our place is to be the servant who goes out to prepare a table and a place of celebration and of wholeness and of comfort to give thanks for everything that God has done in this world purely for the purpose of gathering our neighbor in together with us, offering a home to the homeless and hope to the hopeless as we share in this ministry of raising the dead. Because we servants of God, we hear the Father's words and see His overwhelming pride This child of mine was dead and now lives. They were lost and now they're found. We servants of God proclaim to all of our sisters and brothers, God has received His children back, safe and sound. Oh, how God rejoices when in Christ we who once were dead rise to live again. Oh, how God rejoices when in Christ we who were lost can now be found in Jesus and in one another. Go out into this world and bring God's children home to rest. That we may celebrate all that God has truly done for us in Jesus Christ. Go now and tell the world of the Father's love for His children. Because the promise of God remains. In all shadows of life, we find our home, our rest, our reconciliation, and our life in Jesus Christ. Amen.